Good morning. Merry Christmas. It's good to be together this morning. Um, we've been looking at, for the last uh, four weeks, the songs that uh, arise in the Gospel of Luke. And these songs are, pe- are songs that people sing because Jesus arrives. So when we talk about Advent, when we talk about Christmas, what we're doing is we're celebrating that Christ has come, that he's been born. And so we've looked at a lot of different things. We've looked at songs of hope and songs of joy, songs of love and songs of peace. And this morning, we simply celebrate the reason that any of those things would come. We celebrate that Jesus has come. And in Jesus comes true hope, comes lasting joy that Matt already alluded to, a joy that lasts longer than the unwrapping of the present. But I pray that even today we would uh, see, the, have the same kind of excitement as when you first crack that gift open and you see what's in it and, and some kids just light up. Like we've got a lot of kids and, and when they crack it open, Boaz's face will just light up when he recognizes what it is. And so I hope that today as we crack open and see who Jesus is, that our faces would light up. That it would put a song of joy in our hearts. That we would get more excited about this gift than any other gift that we've received. And maybe today you're here and, and you're hearing about some of this for the first time. Man, what a gift to be able to hear about it for the very first time. But I pray that like every Christmas when we receive gifts, we still get excited about gifts. That even if you've heard the story hundreds of times that you would still get excited. That to know that Christ has come, Emmanuel, God with us, would put a song in your heart, and you would sing with joy this morning. One of the things that happens sometimes is we jump right into the story, and we have no context for it. We don't understand why anyone would be excited about this Jesus that has come and been born in a manger. But if you looked at any of the Bible, and if you've read it, We're starting about here, so that means all of this we haven't gotten to. And there's a lot of words in here, and all of these words point to the coming Jesus, the one who would come from the very beginning, like Matt talked about, in creation, the promise promise came that we would have a Savior, a Messiah who would come, who would defeat sin and death, and He would give us life and unity again with God, which is amazing. That's what we need. Some of us don't even know that we need that this morning. We're looking for satisfaction everywhere else. I know I do it all the time. I woke up this morning looking for satisfaction in trying to give satisfaction to my kids, and they weren't satisfied, and so I had this fleeting satisfaction. But what I have in Jesus is not fleeting. It's eternal. It satisfies, and it's very real. And I pray that today we would see that We're going to read Luke chapter 2, and we're going to jump into the middle of the story here. Luke chapter 2, 8 through 20. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all, up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. We're going to take a minute and pray because what we can do is we can read words, we can hear words, but really what we're asking God to do in this moment is to change hearts. And only He can do that. And so we're going to beg Him to do that. I know we've prayed a couple times already, but we want to pray and ask God, Lord, would you change our hearts this morning? Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the gift of the story of God. A story that satisfies, that brings joy, hope, peace, and love. And so, Lord, I pray that today you would open our eyes to your goodness. And we would see in this baby born in a manger into obscurity that we would see glory and honor. That we would see the life that he would live. That we would even see his death and his resurrection and his ascension into heaven. God, would you open our eyes and give us ears to hear words, Lord, that would change us and transform us today. We thank you that we pray this prayer with many today, celebrating the good news, the glad tidings of great joy that Jesus has come, that the one we longed for, the one we needed, has arrived and we look back and we see not only did he arrive, but he executed the plan of God to save sinners, to glorify himself. We rejoice in that this morning. We celebrate you. We praise you. Put a song in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to press into verses 10 through 12. This angel that comes to the shepherds and he announces the good news of Jesus. We've talked a little bit about this over the last couple of weeks. We've been all around this story. But the reality that angels show up to shepherds in the middle of the night is powerful and amazing. And so uh, when Jesus shows up, or when the angel shows up to the shepherds, they're in awe. They're a little scared. If you were in the middle of the dark, probably falling asleep, and suddenly it got as bright as the day, and you saw these angelic beings, you too would be a little scared. So the first news that the angel gives is the command, fear not, right? Relax. It's okay. I'm not here to take anything from you. I'm here to give to you. Fear not. For behold... I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For some reason, as I read this, it resonated in my mind that the, the, the newsies, right, standing on the corner, shouting out good news, extra, extra, read all about it. I don't even know what that means, like extra, extra. Does anyone, nobody knows? Extra, extra. I just, all I know is that they want you to read this news that they have. 
And so this angel comes and he tells them to fear not for I bring you good news of great joy. And he announces to them that this news is noteworthy. Something has happened that's so important that a messenger from God would show up to obscure shepherds in the middle of nowhere and announce to them, listen, something big is happening. I bring you good news. So it's news, which is super exciting. But even better than that, it's good news. It's the best news that they're, gonna, that they're ever going to hear. It's going to change their lives forever. Extra, extra, read all about it. It's good news for us. You see, what we've already talked about in the prayer of confession is that we have a dilemma. You and I are sinners by nature. We don't follow God. We actually follow ourselves. We want to be our own kings. We want to be our own rulers. And so we live in this tension. We know that that's true. And if we know anything about God, we know that He should be in control. We know that He's called us to obey Him and to follow Him. But we can't do it. Like we try and we fail. And then we're left with what we describe as sin. Brokenness. Separation from God. And so that is what they're experiencing. That's what we experience. And so the good news is that a Savior has come to save us. To remedy what you and I can't remedy. To do what you and I cannot do. And so we see that in Jesus. I love Paul Tripp. He says, what needed to be done, no human being could do. What needed to be done, God would have to do in a triad of glorious miracles of grace. Three miracles. The incarnation of the Son, His perfect life and acceptable sacrifice, and His resurrection victory. It's only in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus that the tension is ended. In Jesus, God's perfect justice and forgiving mercy kiss. So a substitute was needed, a second Adam, who would live the righteous life that the first Adam sadly failed to live. It is important to note that the substitutionary work of Jesus Christ did not begin with His suffering and death, but with His birth. So often, we look to the cross and we say that's the culmination of everything that we believe. And that's true to a degree, but that the cross doesn't happen unless the birth happens. The cross doesn't happen unless Jesus comes and He's fully God and fully man, which means He was born like you and I. Which means He was cold, which maybe we can relate to today. So he needed to be swaddled in these clothes. He needed to be wrapped up and taken care of. His mother needed to tend to him. Jesus, fully human, came into the world. This is the good news of great joy that the angel is announcing to the shepherds. It's good news of great joy that, that maybe the shepherds knew about, but there were definitely a people in Israel that knew that this Messiah was coming. They had it given to them by Isaiah this message, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, for to us a child is born. Hundreds of years before this happens, this is the prophecy given. For us to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end, on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Good news. Jesus is coming and he's fulfilling 
everything that the Bible has said he would do. This baby born to Mary and Joseph is the promised Messiah. This is the promise, Jesus. I want you to listen in verse 11. It says three things. It says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He's a Savior, He's the Christ, and He's the Lord. Now, for any of us who have grown up in church and for those who have never been to church, this, the term can either be very familiar and you don't know what it means, or you've never heard it before and now you really don't know what it means. He's a Savior. He's one who has come and rescued people that need saving. And so, this Jesus is the promised Savior. John 4, 42 says, uh, Jesus talking to the woman of the well, she goes and tells all of the people from her city, she says, um, and they said to her, it's no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. These people heard Jesus and saw Jesus in his ministry and recognized him as the Savior that they needed, the Savior of the world. Titus 2.13 says this, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. If we have a dilemma, if you and I are sinners by nature, and we need somebody to reconcile us to a holy God, we need a Savior. We can't do it ourselves. We spend so much of our time trying to do it, and we fail, and we, we can't save ourselves, and so we need someone outside of us to come and save us. And what we're going to see is that Jesus is that Savior. How is He that Savior? Because He is fully God and fully man. We, humanity, mankind, have a dilemma. Jesus comes and is born into our world as fully human. He's the Christ. He's the promised one. Mark 8.29, Peter, remember, makes the proclamation. If you remember our time in Mark, Peter makes the proclamation when Jesus says, Who do you say that I am? Peter says, but answered him, You are the Christ. Christ, as we looked at two weeks ago, is the promised anointed one. Anointed one. He's the one dedicated for a purpose. He's the one that has come to do a specific thing. So he's the Savior. He's the Christ. And finally we see in our uh, Luke 2.11, who is Christ the Lord. He's the Lord. Fully human, fully God. The Lord is a term that the Jewish people would ascribe to God. It was a, a personal name for God. Yahweh. God Himself. And now God Himself has come and entered into our world as a human like you and me. To pay the penalty that you and I could not pay as humans. And so He walks perfect righteousness for us. He is the Lord. Philippians 2, 9 and 11 say this. Therefore God has highly exalted him, talking about Jesus, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. He's the Savior, He's the Christ, and He's the Lord. He's God incarnate. When we say Emmanuel, and we've said it a couple times already, we've sung it, we're going to sing it some more, we're saying that God humbled Himself. He came to earth 
in flesh and blood so that you and I could be reconciled to Him. You didn't do anything to earn the grace of God. You didn't do anything that would move you toward Him. So He came to you. He entered into our world and humbled Himself and became a man. But He's also God. How do we know that He's God? Because this babe, while born of a miraculous, in a miraculous moment, grows up and lives a perfect life and then he goes and he dies a death that you and I deserve and he rose from the grave. Like that's, that's the evidence that this man was also fully God. And if that's true, then he defeated sin and death on our behalf. The shepherds are looking at this babe and they go to marry Joseph after the angel comes to them to find Jesus, to see Him. And as they see Him, they behold the glory of God. The glory of God in a baby. How do we know the glory of God? How do we know what God looks like? How do we know what God acts like? Well, if we've seen Jesus, we've seen who God is. Colossians tells us, for in him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. If we've seen this baby, we've seen who God is. If we've seen Jesus growing up, we've seen who God is. If we see him on the cross, we've seen who God is. Now, you and I don't see him physically, but we see him in His Word, and the Spirit moves in our hearts so that we would say, this Jesus, this baby that was born, that's the Savior. The same way that the shepherds say it. They have a faith that's been given to them by God to believe what the angels say, so much so that they go and see this baby and rejoice in the glory of God. Today, if we would see Him, if our hearts would be stirred, we too would want to pursue him. We would want to go see him. We would want to say, hey, what else does it say about this Jesus that I may know him? And so we get to read his word. That's the kindness of God that he's given us his, the Bible, his scripture, his diary to us to know who he is and what he says and what he's thinking even. And so this is the good news that we have today. As we see in 15... When the angels went away, the one angel comes, then a whole host of angels come. They sing glory to God in the highest and on, pe- on earth, <clears throat> peace among those with whom he is pleased. And the angels went away from them into heaven, and the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Mary treasured these things up in her heart, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and all they had been told. So what we have is this announcement. Extra, extra, read all about it. It's good news of great joy. What is that good news? That God himself has entered into our world as a babe. 
He is the Savior, He is the Christ, and He is Lord. And who's that good news for? That good news is for everyone, it says. Verse 10 said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. That good news is for everyone. It's good news for the shepherds. It's good news, and they go and they see Mary and Joseph, and it's good news for Mary and Joseph that these things are confirmed by the shepherds, that this child is from God. It's God Himself. It's good news for God's people, Israel, that have been longing and waiting for this moment. It's good news for the Gentiles, those who would not be Jews by birth. And it's good news for us today. God Himself has come. He's come to rescue us when we can't rescue ourselves. He's come to do the thing that you and I cannot do. And He's pursued us. And He's entered in as a humble babe. And that humble babe walked perfect righteousness. Like, He lived a perfect life. And then He went to the cross. Not because He deserved it, but because that was the plan of God from the very beginning. That God would glorify Himself through the incarnation of His Son through the perfect righteousness that He would live, through His brutal death on a cross that He didn't deserve to pay for sins that you and I have committed. And in that moment, He also gives us His righteousness. He has given us, put in us His righteousness. And so we get to rejoice in that today. How do we know all of this is true? Because not only did He die on the cross, but He rose again. He's alive and well today. He ascended into heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Now, listen, I can say all these things and it can just sound like gibberish unless the Spirit is doing something in our hearts. Unless He's changing us. He's the one, just like He pursued us and entered into, our, entered into humanity through His incarnation and His birth in Bethlehem, He's still pursuing us today. He's changing hearts so that we would believe, so that we would celebrate, so that we would rejoice. This good news is for us today. I pray that we would believe it. I pray that we would believe it so much that we would actually not just sit here and, and hear it, but we would share it, like we would share it with each other. As we get in situations where uh, we're not satisfied, maybe you didn't even get what you wanted for Christmas, maybe that's Maybe that's a place where you're not satisfied. I pray that we would share what actually satisfies with one another. This good news that Jesus has come, that the one that we needed, maybe we didn't even know we needed Him. He's come and He's pursued us. And he's entered into our world as a babe. I pray that God would do that in our hearts today, that we would share it, that we would have songs of joy, that we would actually sing these next two songs louder than we sang the first two songs as we remembered Man, that's true. God is good. He loves me so much that He sent His Son to come into this world to dwell with us. And so I pray that God would do it in our hearts. Lord, we thank You this morning. We thank You for Your grace and Your kindness to us. God, we thank You that Your Spirit is moving in our hearts, making us believe what just sounds incredible. Almost unnatural, almost crazy. It's because it is incredible. 
It's because it's supernatural. It's because it's fantastic. God, this is best news. Good news of great joy for all people. Lord, for us today and for the people that we're going to go and have dinner with, the people that we would go and, and the neighbors that we have that we would see, Lord, our, our family that we would visit with, God, this news is great joy for all people. Help us to share it, Lord. Help us to believe it so much that we can't help but share it. We can't help but sing. God, you're so good and kind to us, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.